0: Hello everybody, this week we're going to go ahead and get the band back together. It's been like three weeks since they all officially kind of broke up for a little while. Michael has gone off in search of his family, which is, you know, cool, but getting into this project we knew that Michael was going to have some time away from us because of work stuff, so... He will sadly not be coming back for a little while. And uh, I'm going to apologize for a little bit of a shorter episode this time. When we recorded this, Mary Sue was a little under the weather. And and well, we just kind of like, under the circumstances of the run that they're going to give, I wanted to make sure that I gave them plenty of time to do in between recording stuff that they wanted to do, like shopping and that kind of thing, as I give them a rather unusual situation that they're going to have to get themselves involved in. As a reminder, tomorrow night, Friday the 22nd of June, I will be doing a drawing for our, our little contest for a copy of Street Lethal, aka $25 gift card to drive through RPG. If you are a patron, if you leave an iTunes rating and review, or if you are a follower on Podbean, we'll get you an entry. You can do any of them, all of them. But yeah, no, let's, let's get to it. I've been talking long enough. Three weeks later, you guys will get a message from Scrapper that he wants you to come by the yard to talk about a thing tomorrow night.
1: Does it just say he wants us to be at the junkyard?
0: He invites you to come by the junkyard about a money-making situation if you want to talk about it.
1: Marissa will be there um, probably just before the time, if he has it, gives a time. She'll be there uh, 10 minutes early.
0: Let's say 15 minutes
2: after sundown. Boss gets there like a couple of minutes late. When she arrives, she's actually not wearing her duster or any of her old clothes. She actually looks like she's been working out. You know, someone just came from the gym kind of thing, and is maybe not gym clothes per se, but clothes that were purchased for that purpose. She looks a little physically exhausted when she arrives. She just literally walks through the gates.
3: Val would probably follow shortly after having to take public transportation. She's probably going to look a little bit more drawn, a little bit more pale, and just, you know, bags under her eyes, just generally kind of looking more
4: gaunt overall. RC will uh, characteristically take his van of bad badassitude uh, within about a couple hundred yards of the place and then uh, walk the rest of it on foot. That's his level of, uh, like, a shadow runner craft, spy craft, whatever you call it. Uh,
1: <laughs> I see what you're saying, yes.
4: Being smarterer, you know, not pulling up with like vanity plates, you know. RC.
1: No, Mary Sue just drives her car right into the lot, but she'll be there probably before everybody else because of the way they're coming in. So I guess as you all approach, you'll see Mary Sue leaning against her car, waiting for you guys.
2: Boss just sees the car and immediately, starts over. <laughs> she sort of gives Mary Sue a smile. I think she actually walks up and she gives you a hug. Actually,
1: Mary Sue will take that hug. Yeah.
2: And she says, it's good to see. It looks like you're doing well.
1: Oh, things are going great, Boss. Just great. And uh, she'll kind of move her hair out of her way, and you'll notice a acid green bandana tied around her wrist.
2: I don't think Boss would recognize a gang's
1: no, symbol probably if she not. saw one.
2: <laughs> She's probably sees it, and it seems a little out of place.
1: It does not match the outfit at all, no.
2: Your outfits are usually so well put together.
4: When RC comes up he'll say hey to everybody and uh you know hey Mercy, are you a kingpin yet?
2: Quick Queen
1: Not yet, but give me another couple weeks and I'll I'll be running the show.
2: I would just be a sarcastic oh, is this Let's your see. gang thing? What are they called? My again?
1: gang I don't have a gang. The ancients?
2: Oh right, yeah. Um
1: Yeah. No, Bus just kind look... of, you know, hanging out with them.
2: Boss doesn't look super impressed, but she doesn't say anything.
1: So Arcee, how's Mama? Uh,
4: she she's doing pretty good. It took
1: uh,
4: it took some doing. It took some doing, but she's, you know, come down from you know DEFCON zero to like a three, which is pretty good. I know you guys laugh, but you have no idea how lucky you are that she's my problem. Okay,
2: she's five feet of concrete. She would destroy all of us. Some of us wouldn't mind a problematic <laughs> family member who is still in our lives, RC. Oh, mm. shit, don't get all sad hear on me.
1: That's true. Boss, I got to meet Mama. You did. She I'm liked a, me. She I'm, said she doesn't, but she does. I'm a little jealous, I have to admit. R.C., you should have us all over one day.
2: I think she'd probably have a heart attack if she saw yeah. my face in her house. We we'll used have a big old rainbow coalition in my house.
4: Maybe have some hippie music and a bunch of weed. That's just it's just, it's just not.
1: I can help you with that second part. I got to <laughs> Yeah, I <bet. laughs> Huggy Bear? Huggy Bear can help out with there that, I'm is. sure. He owes us.
4: Yeah, jackass. In the hospital, he would probably most likely to be shot out of a clown cannon.
1: Did Val show up by now? Yeah, Val's here. Val's been here. is going to finally notice and go, Oh my god, what is wrong with you? You look awful.
2: Yeah, you look like Jack. What's going on?
1: <laughs> oh, you're all pale and... Your hair's all limp.
3: What's going on? I need to talk to you about that. I I need a haircut
1: and hair hair dye, yeah. Honey, I, I to. don't think that's gonna help. I think you need some food. Oh my god, Val, you haven't eaten? No, I've it's 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 been rough. I'll just put
3: it like that. It's not quite as easy as one might think. It's been rough. But don't worry. I assure you, I'm making do.
4: <laughs> yeah, you look... A- Just like I
3: always have. <sighs>
4: yeah, you know, this all going to come to a head at some point, but I guess I, all I can do is let you figure it out. Just don't eat me. I'll like to haunt you and shit. It'll be horrible.
1: Yeah, and we'll do something about your hair. But, um, I guess we probably shouldn't keep Scrapper waiting, so...
4: Maybe we should figure a Huggy Bear. He can't be that fast. Little legs. <sighs>
1: And how am I gonna explain that to Valentine? That we let Huggy Bear get eaten. I
4: don't know. I guess somewhere we'll find another loser washed out drug dealer to replace him. If it's only the gonna, world had a supply.
1: It's not gonna put me on the road to Kingpin. <laughs> well
4: your your career track being derailed, I deeply apologize for.
1: She's gonna punch you in the shoulder as she walks by you headed up to Scrapper's office. Gang violence, man down. Come on there. <laughs>
2: Boss listens to this sort of this back and forth banter that she has zero context for, and just sort of raises her because this is very unusual. They've been somewhere in each other's lives up to this point, but she doesn't say anything. She's, she's a like, in a gang. Follows behind. I can see your face. You don't know what she's. She's in a gang.
4: She joined the ancients, which is a group of uh, which is ironic because they're like you know twenty year old elves, but they're ancient. You know.
2: Oh well, yeah, I need that part. I just who's Huggy Bear?
4: Huggy Bear is a tiny dwarf who sells drugs. He's a jackass. <laughs> All
2: right. Next question. This seems all very good.
1: Remind me, RC, never to tell you any secrets because I think I think you would fold under questioning.
2: Is is, is Huggy Bear a secret now? Is he your no, Huggy that, Bear?
1: Oh my God, no, no, <laughs> no! That would be Valentine.
2: Who says you have oh to stop at just one? Right?
1: Oh my God, boss!
2: <laughs> what What do you want from me? Look, it's been a long couple of weeks.
1: Oh, I don't want to hear anymore. Can we just please go in and, and do business? Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: Both is yeah. giving a big, tusky grin and just walks after everybody. I concur. As an
4: Esquire, I disapprove of all this unprofessionalism. I think I'm going to buy a monocle. You do that,
0: but
3: Val heads for the door.
0: As you guys walk into Scrapper's little office, you will hear the sizzling of something greasy in a pan. and He's going to give you guys a nod. Well, a nod and a half-hearted wave as you guys walk in without really turning to pay attention to you. He's got a little plate of round brown discs that to our fifth world eyes would totally be burgers that in the sixth world are made with soy. So they're all perfectly formed and round, lovingly etched with grill marks from not being grilled. And after the last one of you comes in, he kind of comes over to the table with a little plate, a little bag of buns and some condiments, and kind of just plunks it down and gives you guys a nod.
3: Val looks very longingly at
0: it. I guess
2: you must m- miss this sort of thing, huh? Boss takes a seat.
3: Yeah. The
2: boss doesn't immediately go for hammers. She leans back and folds her arms over her chest and sort of waits for people to get settled. Yeah,
0: R.C.'s going for the burger. burger's happening right now. I imagine it's the kind of thing where he puts it down and your hand's already already on the fly. Yeah. I'm assuming it's all, you know, with the fixings, right? We have fixings? Whatever you want. You got ketchup, mustard, relish, cheese, lettuce, tomato. Oh, oh yeah, this is happening.
2: I believe in <laughs> this house is called Captain. So you take the burger,
4: you flip it upside down to the, the bottom of the bun. That was where we saw the hamburger juiciness. It's great. Don't see a lot of these up in Seattle. I'm nom nom nom. Remember, it is
0: like meat-flavored soy juice. No. These are actual burgers. Oh. boss doesn't look very hungry. Scrapper will begin to put together a Scooby-Doo-style Dagwood sandwich. (laughs) Multiple layers of beef, cheese, fixings, beef, cheese, fixings. It's huge. How are things?
2: Uh, We're pretty good now. We're alive, aren't we? And out of
0: jail.
1: Fine enough. Oh my gosh, things are great.
0: He raises an eyebrow to Mary Sue because she's like, everything's coming up, Mary Sue.
1: <laughs> Couldn't be better. Excited for this new opportunity. We're so happy you called us.
2: I'm going to be honest. I wasn't sure if we were going to hear from you guys again.
0: Well, it seems that Morgana has another job that could fit some of your needs. I believe you mentioned you wanted to go to Detroit. He'll raise an eyebrow towards balls.
2: Boss straightens up a little, It's so sort of like, oh, we're talking about a thing that's important to me, but it's also uncomfortable. She kind of leans forward a little bit, and she nods, and, yeah, and? Morgana
0: has a thing she
2: wants done. Involves going to Detroit. Boss leans back in the chair again and nods again, and doesn't look at anyone in particular and says, oh, that's convenient. She does
0: that sometimes. Okay, well, what she wants to do? I'm not I don't know the specifics. I wanted to talk to you first to see if this is a lifestyle that you want to get involved with. It's not an SM club,
4: you know, it's it's a job.
1: I think for some of us it's pretty much the only avenue we have right now, so I think probably gonna have to take it.
2: Apartment rent's not gonna pay for itself, right?
1: Oh my gosh, you'd be surprised how many people you can convince to pay it for you, though.
3: (laughs) Valerie will actually glare openly at Mary Sue as she is saying these last few things.
2: Yeah, well, some of us aren't as uh, sly on the tongue, as you might say. Mm. Boss looks back at Scrapper. Look, I think we're in. Mike's away. It's a little weird to have, have a man down, but got a solid group here. We've done this before. Probably
0: can pull it off again, right? We'll find out. And with that, he'll kind of break into just some normal small talk, eating actual burgers. At some point, he will make an apology to Valerie because, sorry.
2: At some point, he's going to have to start keeping a bag of blood around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so he will kind of end up the night letting you know that tomorrow night we'll go meet at Lafay's to wear something nice. Just kind of like montage swipe through the next day into the next night, unless you guys had something you want to do, which I imagine you didn't. No, sir. All right. So the next night you guys will come up to Lafay's. I imagine you guys are easily able to catch rides with each other or whatever it is you want to work out. It's very much like you guys remember it from almost a month ago. Now still a little valet guy. Scrapper is there with you and you guys kind of all go in together Nice hostess takes you guys to the back of the restaurant at the big table back there. And the waitress does the whole ordering thing. She pauses for a moment as she steps by Valerie and uh, looks really nervous for a moment.
3: Val just basically waves her on and is sort of like, even over the course of 24 hours, she's gotten a lot more fidgety. Like, she can't sit still.
0: She'll lay down and kind of whisper in your ear. Uh, we do have a something for your dietary needs, and she sounds super nervous and sort of scared. You will notice that she is a light green color.
3: Oh, I'm familiar with that one. Val will just kind of nod and say, that that's fine, whatever.
0: Very good. And she quickly moves on to whoever is next. Everybody will have some food brought out. Valerie will have a nice tall wine glass that is full of some dark red liquid. Subtle. Yeah, well... Very, very interview with the vampire
2: Do so they try to, like, dress it up like a Bloody Mary or something? Oh, Bloody Mary!
0: Perfect.
4: Oh.
0: It probably has some, not like a celery stalk in it, but it probably has something in it. Maybe even with a little tropical umbrella, just for... Just for show. Yeah. So the people sitting in the other parts of the restaurant can look over and see that you actually have, like, a drink that looks like something instead of, like, Hmm, what is that pale person drinking that's suspiciously red? Classic sippy cup. And then right after dinner, but before dessert comes around, you will see Morgana glide on over to you guys' table, pause for a moment, do the nice little hostess thing before she sits down, and Valerie will notice that little pulse of magic junk happens in the background, and the outside area of the restaurant drops off in volume. Hello again. Boss
2: nods her head to Morgana. Nice to see you again.
0: So look around the table and just kind of like, Make small pleasantries. Archie would just nod. Glad to see that we have a potential for a future together. It's also good to see that you're interested in making some new yin for yourselves. You didn't just go back to your boring lives.
3: Perish the thought.
0: She gives you a very large smile. So you will notice, Valerie, that it doesn't even, like, come from anywhere. You will notice that bird-shaped, glowy thing just kind of coalesce into existence in the little area that you guys are in.
3: How close is it to me? A couple of feet. So not close enough to extend my hand out as, like, a peace offering? Like, you're friggin'
0: weird, but I'm finally used to this? <laughs> not quite yet. We'll see how the night goes. When last we interacted, I believe somebody mentioned they wanted to go to Detroit. She'll look over towards Boss.
2: Boss gives, like, sort of a non-committal nod of her head. And she says, uh, well... I guess this wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but it's convenient, I'll say that.
0: Oh, no, no, don't worry. There will be plenty of time for personal business there.
2: I mean, the last thing that I want is my face showing up on the local news. You know what I mean? Well,
0: then I suggest you don't go shooting any night errant officers. Boss.
2: (laughs) Boss, like, leans back in her chair and nods her head again. Well played. Well played.
0: She just has a giant shit-eating grin. And besides, it won't be the local news. It'll probably be the Detroit news, unless you... Nah, it's it's not important. You guys have got this, right? I did some digging, and I found a job that needs to be done. It's in Detroit. A flight will leave from here in two days. And when you get there, you'll meet with a contact of mine. And they will take care of your needs in Detroit. And then you will take a train back. And that's where the interesting part happens. You see, on this train, there is a shipment that is coming to Seattle. I need you to make sure that the people who are supposed to be getting this shipment don't get this shipment. Simple, really. Wait, so
2: you don't want it necessarily taken for somebody else? You just don't want them to
0: get it? I don't want them to get it. Can we ask what the shipment consists of? And she'll lean forward onto the table and, uh, doing that thing where she's wearing kind of a low cut dress Where she's just trying to to socially manipulate you, but it probably really only works on Richard. (laughs) Boss is not taken. Well. Or she may be taken. I don't know. Valerie, you will notice, as she's talking to you guys in a more intimate fashion, kind of leaning in, that the bird thing has kind of gotten closer. It's now, like, sitting on the table. Okay. Well, I know that you guys are new to this, so let me tell you how this usually works. Usually, they'll give you some idea of what the job that you're going to do is about and you'll discuss some monetary compensation for your time and then you agree on whether or not you're going to do it at which point you receive the rest of the details because if i was trying to find somebody to say murder a prominent political person telling everybody that i talked to before somebody agreed to do it, that would be a terrible idea and no way to do business
2: that might be the case but how are we to know that we're actually morally okay with what's happening. After all, could be slaves or something like that on this
0: particular
2: train car. Uh,
0: no, no, no. And she kind of waves dismissively as you as she takes a drink from her wine. It is things. It's not people. All right. I guess that's good enough for me.
3: So you mentioned monetary compensation. You have asked about the job. We're all still sitting here. What's it pay?
0: That's my kind of question. Hell yeah. Well, in this situation, since I am sending you outside of the country, I'm going to give you some money up front for that and for anything you feel like you may need, and I'll be able to help you get some of that stuff. And then should you complete the job, then I'll have more money for you at the end. For this, I have $10,000 a apiece up front, certified credit stick, bought and sold. On the back end, I can put down another twenty.
3: Is that 20 on the back end total, or 20 on the back end a piece?
0: I just am trying to figure it out. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, that's for each of you.
2: Box kind of shifts in her seat. That sounds like a fair amount of money to her. She looks happy with that number.
4: That's a good number.
1: So Marisol will look around the table at everyone and how much they are just loving all the numbers being thrown about. Morgana.
0: She gives you a look. That looks to most people like she is happy or smiling to you, but you're a socially affluent creature. There's a bit of distaste in that look.
1: <laughs> it seems like my friends here are happy with 30000 amount total. The only thing is I'm not happy with how it's being distributed. I would like us to get half up front and on completion of the job the other half. Plus all expenses, you'll handle travel arrangements. All. Boarding arrangements. In Detroit, you'll give us a place to stay, you'll handle every single expense we come up with. Not coming out of that thirty.
0: Actually valid our parking. So Morgana will square up with you. I have already made arrangements to get you to Detroit, and you'll be meeting with my counterpart there to set you up. For your incidentals that you want to ask for things like hotel room car rental. Sure, I can reimburse you for that. But I'm not buying you guns and ammo.
1: If there's any special equipment we need, given that this is a train car, you'll have a contact that'll get it to us for the incredibly, deeply discounted rate that only your friends can get.
0: Why don't you give me some dice?
1: Negotiation?
0: Unless you're trying to intimidate her or something.
1: Eight successes.
0: So with one net success, she will agree to pay you half up front, half on the back. Equipment that you are unable to return, either due to wanting to keep, or it is evidence used in a criminal activity, she'll be happy to get for you at a discounted rate. Equipment that you are going to keep, she's going to arrange to have you charged more or less book price for.
1: Okay, so equipment that we're going to keep, like guns... Mm -hmm. It's full price, but if it's a special tool or something for this specific job that we're not going to want later on, she'll get it discounted.
0: If you're like, hey, can we borrow a rocket launcher and then use it to destroy a city block, not going to refund you on that rocket launcher.
2: Yeah, but what if we just use it to destroy the train? Hypotheticals, you know.
0: I mean, I feel like that would be pretty close to the same situation.
1: All right, well, the equipment thing was just for RC, so. Much obliged. I'm I'm very appreciative.
0: Pretty
4: cool stuff, so it's going to be helping us all out, so.
1: <laughs> and this is just me now, out of character. We just have to stop the train car from getting to its destination.
0: Is- or the stuff in it. <laughs> we'll break character to go through the next, like, 30 minutes of negotiations and talking about the job in a whole. So the job is there is a train that's going to be leaving Detroit in a couple of days. On that train, there is a ship. It's going to be in like a shipping container on a flatbed of the train. That container is coming to Seattle to be picked up guys. And I'll get into more specifics of that in a minute. That container with its contents needs to not make it to those guys. Sounds simple, right?
2: Still no information on what exactly is in
0: the container? Getting to that. Okay
1: just can't show up to these guys. So we can destroy it.
0: Oh, yeah. You could, but you don't need to destroy the whole train.
1: Just that container on
2: that car. I think I would argue that if, if at some point a car on a moving train exploded, it would probably derail the train.
1: Probably. Anyway.
2: <laughs> that's neither here nor there.
1: Okay, so...
2: That's the that's job it. itself. it. That's
1: all she wants out of it. Yeah. The contents are fair game for us, then.
0: If you guys wanted to do something with the contents, that is on you to do something with.
2: Gotta know what it is first.
0: Yep. I'm gonna gonna drop back into character for a little bit. So in Shadowrun Detroit is like Ares Macro Technology Headquarters place. Their global headquarters is there. The entire city is like super Ares, you know, Yo-Ho, Uncle Sam kind of thing. They also have a bunch of production, manufacturing, that kind of stuff there. They report a super low unemployment rate and a low crime rate. So that's that's great. I want to ask, how do we know exactly which crate it is? She'll give you that information. I just wanted to drop, like, the here's some information on Detroit out of character that you guys probably know because you guys are residents of the Sixth World. And here's the bottom line. This is what the job is. Make sure the people who want this shipment don't get this shipment. Now that we have the particulars figured out, in a few days there will be a train leaving from Detroit to bring several things here. It'll have some people on it, so there is a passenger option, and it will have a lot of different shipments. As you know, Detroit happens to be the Ares Macro Technology headquarters. She'll so slide an AR file request to you guys that'll have most of this information in it, including a. There is a shipment that will be on this train. This number five four eight three nine that is coming to seattle for a group of bad men well they're not really bad men some of them do very nice work it's going to be your standard aries products guns ammo etc the people that are going to be receiving it are part of the local mafia they're going to use it to do all i'm sure all kinds of crime maybe sell it maybe use it themselves but there's an interested party that doesn't want them to be so well-armed, which is where you find folks coming. All I need you to do is make sure that that shipment doesn't reach the people that it is destined for. I don't care what happens to it. I don't need to know what happens to it. I just need that not to get it.
2: Is there some kind of uh, bonus if we could deliver this
0: package to somebody rather than just make it disappear? Well, I don't know the exact contents of the shipment, but I'm sure there is some interested parties out there. At the very least, the folks that are funding this little operation they want them for themselves. But we'll wait and see if you can actually bring home the bacon. Boss aunts. That works for me. No. The cert is about to come around. Is there anything else you need to know?
2: Is the shipment the entire train car, or is it just thing that's on it like i'm sure this has already been discussed is it just like a single typically, box?
3: typically speaking a single shipping container would be an entire car to itself
2: so is this shipment is it a legal shipment or is this some kind
0: of smuggling operation from what my counterpart tells me it's not exactly a 100 on the books situation Somebody somewhere has most likely been bought and has arranged for this shipment to go to these people. I don't know how much they paid, or it's probably a sizable chunk of Nguyen. There is information in place to make it look legitimate, but it is almost assuredly not. You are dealing with a fairly powerful criminal organization here, and they are going to do, well, criminal things.
2: If it's not a legitimate shipment, and we know about it, is there some reason that our uh, concerned party hasn't just contacted the authorities about it?
0: Oh, oh, Connie. See, as easily as things are created and altered and all of the rest of that stuff, people are still at the center of it. And those people can be bought and paid for.
2: Yeah, I guess that makes some sense. So
0: basically, they don't think they have the uh, pull to make it happen. I don't think this is the kind of thing that you can just call and say, hey, there's an illegal pile of guns on this train. You should arrest them. Fair enough. Do you guys have any other questions for her? Sounds pretty straightforward to me. We know what it is. We know what we're supposed to do.
4: And hey, and I, the money sounds pretty good.
1: When do we leave?
0: In two days' time. You will meet a friend of mine at a small private airstrip, and he will fly you to Detroit, where you will meet my counterpart.
1: How much time once we land? You'll have
0: around three days before the train, depending upon the flight leaving here, landing time, whether or not you'll have to deal with any border crossings, that kind of thing. You have two days till you leave, three days once you're there before the train is left. In the data that you have been given, you will see that it is, it's a shipping container that is going to be loaded onto just like a flatbed train car. The train yard have one of those big ass cranes to like pick it up, put it on the thing. Ship it cross-country, and then, like, if it's going to a tanker truck, it probably just gets picked up, put on a flatbed 18-wheeler, driven to the docks, picked up off of that, and then put on a boat.
1: Okay, so it is not enclosed. It just is tied down to the flatbed
0: train car. That's the picture that you are, like... Yeah. Not actual shipment, but this is how it is to be transported.
1: And we're going to probably need specs on that, how big it is, how...
0: I don't know how big it's a shipping, shipping can be. Waiter. So, if you guys have um, no more questions for her in the immediate situation,
2: no, I think all my questions at this point are it's stuff that can be handled in like legwork. Like sure.
3: Valerie is going to want to have a word with Morgana if she is amenable.
0: Yeah. Does Valerie have like a curious look, or just kind of like a un- inquisitive nature about her right now? She does. Okay. So as you guys kind of start to wrap up the conversation, the bird is going to come over closer to you, and it'll tilt its little head thing at you. Morgana will finish off her glass of wine and prepare to leave, and she'll look over to Embry. My dear, is there something that you need?
3: Well, and she kind of looks at, at the bird, between the bird and Morgana, and uh, she'll kind of say, um, yeah, you know, you seem you, you seem to be pretty up on this magic stuff and you also seem to be rather aware of my personal predicament. Um, Val kind of sits there trying to think how to phrase it. Obviously this isn't all going to take place at night, so being new to my particular situation and the allergies I have developed, um, what do you know that can allow me to not burst into flame when I step into sunlight.
0: You will notice that the bird and her take the same kind of like, she was standing kind of like upright and then she'll take a more of like a relaxed, amused posture and the bird will do the same. Wow.
3: I'll actually kind of like now at this point kind of extend like a hand out to the bird kind of like in a gesture of friendship.
0: It'll ruffle for a second and then it'll kind of come up and nuzzle your hand. And it's weird because you can feel it, and it kind of feels like it has weight, but there's nothing there. Oh, it's so creepy. I just say, well, I suppose sunscreen's out of order. Huh. Well, we can talk about some things, but for the most part, it's uh, kind of on you. I've taken your situation into account with the travel arrangements, of course, but once you're there, your your day-to-day life, well... I could see what I could find out.
3: It would be appreciated. I didn't know if my predicament had been sort of taken into account. I understand these things tend to run on particular timetables, so in the event that I have to be out during the daylight hours, I am merely looking for suggestions, obviously. I am willing to pay for whatever it is I need to do. but. Uh, you know.
0: And she'll straighten up as she starts to walk towards you. Well, you don't have to worry about bursting into flames. And it'll be like a step. It's much slower than that. Slow burn from the inside. Your skin blistering takes a step. Boils and that that starts to pop and get kind of infected. It takes like another step. And it's just altogether not very pleasant or great until sooner or later you just kind of asphyxiate. Because Your face and throat have all become burned and blistered. I hear it's most painful, and she's kind of in front of you at that point.
3: You paint a very vivid picture, Val will say to her, and just, like, not breaking eye contact with her at this point, yet still stroking the weird little spirit bird
0: thing. You guys see Valerie just kind of waving her hand in the middle of the table. Nothing is there.
4: Yeah, that's Uh, kind of
0: weird. You okay there? It's kind of weird. It's fine, guys. Two days, you'll be leaving after sundown. And she'll turn back to Valerie, and I hope that everything was to your satisfaction with your meal this evening.
4: Oh, it was, it was some mighty fine victuals Pretty good. Pretty good, I guess, eh?
3: Val will, uh, will actually get a look of consternation
0: on her face. I don't know what that word means.
3: She will look kind of upset. She'll look at the glass... And, like, unconsciously sort of, like, rub a hand across her stomach.
0: As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh tell your friends! You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to journal on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis, and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shatter Run. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever...